Um, so usually when we're when we have a guest on, just because of the shirt, whoa, what have I done? I've opened up a tab. How have I opened up a tab? I'm closing it down. Oh no, I've closed. <laughs> Hey, welcome to episode 18 of Front Seat Gamer. I'm your host, Nick. I'm here with Severn. Yo. And Blake. What's up? And today we've got a special guest, Eric. Hello. Uh, Eric Olofsson, I believe I'm pronouncing that. Close Close. enough. (laughs) He's the creative director of Grinding Gear Games and was the lead artist uh, on Path of Exile. Is that correct? Uh, Yeah. We, we We aren't that big on titles and stuff, so... Yeah, well, we, we we try and give people an an idea of of roles, but it's true we don't really know what anybody does. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, you you are your Reddit name is Omnitect, I think, or is it maybe that's your your Reddit title. Uh, yeah, that, that's yeah. that's me. I, I should appear a, as red when yeah, writing yeah. stuff. Yep, yep. It's a, it's a it's a pretty good description of what you do because you do a little bit of everything, right? Yeah, you're kind of. <laughs> fill the gaps and yeah um well normally when we when we're doing our podcast we talk about what we've been playing recently uh i haven't played a whole lot this week other than path of exile because we've just released our latest expansion uh awakening how did that go uh it went okay i think it's probably compared to previous launches that i've been at this was fairly smooth there weren't that many big issues um a couple bugs that we got sorted out real fast um but other than that yes yeah, pretty smooth were um, you involved in much eric uh of the actual release yeah well luckily the art side is generally ahead yeah you guys are i think you talked a little bit mm-hmm. about this before on the show months ahead <laughs> yeah except the uh, effects artists and oh, sound yes. too that it tends to get in like the last couple of nights yeah we've got uh our our actually the the individual who did our theme song andrew uh had a very very long week because sound effects are usually way the last step for almost anything that gets put in the game so that dude is probably real tired today uh have you been playing anything so uh not really no okay <laughs> yeah I installed um, Fallout Shelter last night okay but i didn't get around to playing it okay cool. yeah <laughs> but i i did um, load it up and have a look around the tutorial. Yeah. It's kind of cool, man. It, it's got a really cool art stuff. It's a cool little, like, diorama like, yeah. feel to it. Yeah, and yeah. I've heard stories from uh, Giant Bomb, too. Oh, yeah. And uh, it sounds sounds like the game I want to play and yeah. find out what's going on. Uh, is there any microtransactions? Oh, I haven't played it oh, enough. Okay. But yes, I think there is. Yeah, there probably is, yeah. Uh, how about you, oh, Blake? I've, what have you been playing? I've been playing more Ark, more dinosaur more Ark? survival okay. game. Yeah, I tamed a raptor. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Just last, just yesterday. Nice. Yeah, tamed, tamed so you, you force fed it some narco yep. berries. I knocked it out, punched its tail, <laughs> and then knocked it out. Okay, good. Uh, and then force fed it. That's where the brain is in the yeah, tail of the raptor. For, force fed it food, and then kept it. Um, so my friend also has. Uh, there's the narco berries. Yep. But you can also create uh, narcotics. And okay. they uh, work the same as knuckleberries, but like to the extreme. So I just used right. some of those. So I okay. just, I, I actually did drug it. You just roofied a dinosaur. Yeah, yeah. That's good. Good stuff. Now we actually got a cake uh, from a listener sent to the office yeah, that was yesterday. Awesome. We're recording this on Sunday. What's today's date? I don't even know. Recording this on a Sunday. Is it the 12th? Yeah. The, yeah. The 12th. Yeah. 12th. Sure. Uh, and we had a cake sent to our office that had... What was on the cake? It said, "It said, knuckleberry cake puts hairs on your chest." It's good stuff. Uh, do you know who sent that in? Um, oh, I don't have the Reddit name okay. at hand, but actually, I, yeah, I wish it must be someone. Like, if it is someone that follows us on Facebook because it's got their real name, yeah, like that'd be cool to know. Yeah, send us a message if you sent the cake. Yeah. We'll be able to tell if you're lying, maybe. But probably can't. Uh, tweet at us if you send us the cake. Tweet the word cake to Front Seat Cast on Twitter. Um, what about Eric? What have you been playing? I've been playing through Path of Exile a few times, of course. Yep, yep, yep. But other than that, I tried uh, Darkest Dungeon, which mm-hmm. I like a lot. Yeah? 
it's so a, it's, a roguelike, right? It's a, uh, yeah, so it's a turn-based roguelike where you have a party and um, not really sure what to compare it with, but you you have four characters in your party and like mm. your position matters because you're um, sounds like XCOM kind of um, I think it's a I little didn't play bit, that so I don't the, know. the combat's more like the South Park game in terms of it's like actually turn based 2D um, and I think even in the South Park game position of the enemies matters a little bit so it's probably uh, yeah so you can for example you have this rain of arrow skill mm-hmm. then you can shoot the two guys at the back of their party right and, like the warrior guy can only attack like the first guy that kind of thing what's what's the typical playthrough last like because i mean the typical uh, the most of the roguelikes i've played uh you can probably either you you lose within the first like half hour or you're over the whole experience is done in three hours and you play again on a different character or you unlock something new well this one here it's it's kind of hard and you die a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, also, it's in um, like early access, so it okay. doesn't have the latest, like the later areas in the game. Okay. But uh, it definitely has a kind of dark hardcore thing going on sure. where you're meant to die. And like right. Your your heroes get a lot of, what do you call that, like afflictions, like mm-hmm. kind of permanent curse things on oh, them. Okay. So so it actually gets harder kind of, and harder. You have to rotate your heroes a lot Interesting. because of that. And it has oh, amazing voice acting. That's the Okay. That's the kind of one thing that's really awesome with that game. Cool. Do they get professional voice actors or like was it are there notable? Uh, it's just one uh narrator guy oh, okay. that is mm-hmm. well, I don't know. Maybe it's a fluke or maybe he's just really good. Mm-hmm. It just fits the overall sure. theme so well. Yeah. So you, for example, your warrior gets a critical strike and then the narrator goes like, um, okay, now I don't (laughs) remember exactly, (laughs) but, uh, he'll, he'll comment on it in some way and and tie it into the story. Yeah. Like how how does it, how does it compare to like the bastion narrator? It's probably quite inspired by that. Yeah. But, it's just the way that it's turn-based and like he can comment on like a singular strike or yeah, like specific things saying or like how quickly the tide turns if like the other team gets oh, like cool. a kind of some sort of advantage. comeback yeah. yeah yeah so it's just kind of awesome that's cool it's um is it still early access uh i think so i haven't yeah. checked in a week now but i'm pretty sure that's the case so it has like three out of five tile sets I guess okay. available it seems mm. it's not the highest budget game ever but it's very well made and you can kind of tell they are veterans yeah the their art style I think it. is like really nice yeah and it all ties together very well mm. Mm. have you played the Stanley Parable I have not I probably should that try game's that got some phenomenal voice acting as well it's all one guy and he just narrates as well um, and yeah. it's probably kind of similar in that uh it's all paced and timed around the narration sort of you hit a certain spot and the narration will play and you don't hit another spot where the narration will play over it. It's just really nicely paced. Ah, uh, yeah. It's kind of built with that yeah, in mind. Yeah. Like and and it's really, a starting point. Yeah. really, really clever. Um, you should definitely play it. I might have a, I wonder if I that, still have a free with, copy of it. With Passive Excel, that's uh, now with the Awakening, we've mm-hmm. got, finally got voice acting in for a few things that didn't have it for quite a while. Mm-hmm. So we have these uh, story th- things that you click in the game and you right. get quite a like the whale long, long narration. Yeah. And mm-hmm. when we got voice acting in and combined with the system where you like you can click away and it keeps talking to you. Yeah, that's a really good addition. Yeah, and well, it's awesome, but mm-hmm. it also highlights that if we have things like that, like too close to an area transition or too close to Some uh, like a boss voice. or something. Yeah. So then mm. that thing keeps talking. Yeah. So um, I noticed in the Duresso area. Yeah, that, um, that one is probably the well worst example you could say. Well, I thought it was pretty good. There were pretty few times. Uh, there's like you, you, we have an area in the game where you fight a dude called Barkul, who is this big Viking looking warrior. And when you 
kill him. This uh, Dereso has this voice acting bit about the Grand Arena, although he says Arena, which I, I always <laughs> always sticks out in my head. It's a very sexy accent. Uh-huh. I've heard. <laughs> <laughs> That's what our lady players say. <laughs> okay, well, oh, I'm just going to start talking like that. Um, so he gets into the Grand Arena, <laughs> and uh, and uh, but along the way, there's a little bit more clearing you do. And even if you're really fast, typically before you hit the load screen – He'll be close to finishing, and then the the audio continues during the load screen, which I think of as is a nice uh, touch because you don't get much. There's like no, it, it takes you really nicely into the grand arena. He, he says grand arena, and suddenly you're there. You're in like the, the little under part where there's some statues who hit you real hard. Um, so I really like that. The whole voice acting thing has, I think, the fact that you can now experience the storyline of Path of Exile without necessarily stopping the action has yeah, yeah, really that, really smoothed out the experience um i got my dad playing uh, about a week ago and he's wow. he's he loves games he's not the best gamer in the world um but he loves playing games and uh the first thing he said to me was the writing is really really good he thinks it's really clever um so i don't think he would have necessarily said that if he had to stop every time because he, i think even he like most players would want to just keep fighting zombies well is he is he quite yeah. a uh, action role playing no guy? he played uh diablo 3 on playstation wow okay um mostly he's a first person shooter okay player though well that's pretty hardcore <laughs> yeah he, although he takes it pretty slow like he, yeah. bioshock i don't know if you and he usually doesn't finish games he gets like three quarters of the way through and then yeah. he's a typical game hit a wall yeah he's, he's actually probably pretty <laughs> typical um my dad is big into Call of Duty Online. <laughs> when you play against me, he talks about he, he your mother. <laughs> yeah, he, well, he, he, doesn't, he doesn't have a he doesn't have a mic, but he can hear like the kids being like, oh, "Get you, you!" <laughs> uh, you should get him a microphone. Yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> good. Um, all right, so we've got some questions from our users. We always try and get a lots of questions when we have a guest up because. Are you just usually really curious? We're the three of us are boring, so we when when we have someone interesting on, um, we we like to just bombard them with as many accusational questions as possible. So oh. first one is from some guy called Chris Wilson. Um, is he a fan? I, I, I don't know. Some I don't know. It's, couldn't come up with a creative name, so um, he asks. Uh, who would win in an arm wrestle between Eric and his twin brother? First uh, of all, is it true that you have a twin brother? Uh, yes, I do. And, well, obviously I would win. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Which one is the evil twin? Uh, that's... Uh, I don't think the evil twin would say that. Or, like, you would... So y- it's you? <laughs> well, the fact that you're dodging that question entirely, well, the, I think, is pretty... <laughs> the evil twin usually has either a mustache or a goatee, and you, you have, have a mustache. both of those. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, who, who do you reckon would win? <laughs> That's a good hard question, to, I reckon. Hard to say. I haven't seen him now for... Mm. Oh, it's like a year and a half or okay. something. But I heard he's busy with kids and stuff, so ah, I yeah. would have to guess I'm winning. Oh, I <laughs> yeah. don't know, but is he, do you reckon he lifts his kids up on his shoulder? Like, oh, that's, yeah, some, that's some good curling, you know? That. Yeah. That's, that's just natural exercise. Biceps. Yeah, it's going to be, I don't know. I, wouldn't, we're, I think we're going to have to find out. I've met, let's I've let's met fly Dave. him out on the podcast staller. <laughs> <laughs> There's no money in this. Podcast budget. So I've, I've met David a couple times, and... Um, did you guys used to play volleyball together? Yeah, we had our our team there. Yeah, yeah. What was was he? Who was physically <laughs> stronger out of the two? Well, <laughs> this is uh, <laughs> leading <laughs> question <laughs> here. <laughs> but, I, I think I might know the answer. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Let's say historically, yeah, it's been more fit, but I think now. <laughs> Sorry uh, to throw you under the bus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag under the bus. Um, it's a, a Rory thing now. Um, uh, now, I actually have a question that isn't on this list, or it might be, but it's probably way further down. Uh, how in for so? Y- you've worked with Chris for like I don't know, almost a decade or so now. Uh eight and a half years. Yeah, I think it is. Like yeah. that. 
How did you first meet slash start working with them? Because you were in Sweden, right? Oh, yeah. We we actually first got talking on this Diablo 2 strategy forum. Okay. So, yeah. Just talking strategy. Play, play the same games. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then, well, we were kind of talking now and then for a few years, I guess, mm-hmm. like that. And then, uh, should I just do the entire? Yeah, go uh, for yeah, it. Yeah, give us the origin story. story. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We, 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 we've, we've heard the <laughs> we've heard the Jonathan side of things. We've had Jonathan on here before, and he he gave us he told us about his origin story of you know <laughs> the the origin story. Um, <laughs> He, you know, was hit by gamma rays and then, no, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, he he uh, met Chris in uni, I think, right? And then. Yeah. Uh, I think they went to high school together. Oh, maybe, maybe uh, that, they were at the same school, yeah. yeah. Not not the yeah. same year, but yeah, something like um, that. And, and they had just talked about sort of making a game on and off and that idea had persisted. But you met them online, which is. Oh, yeah. So. A pretty big leap to make. Uh, big leap of faith. Yeah, well, at the time I had just uh, graduated this industrial design thing, mm-hmm. but I didn't really feel like working with that. Okay. So I was uh, at the time just playing internet poker and not <laughs> kind of waiting for something to come along, I guess. Okay. Uh-huh. And um, one day uh, Chris messaged asking if I knew like, where they could find like a lead artist mm-hmm. is for a, a game project sure and i think it was two weeks later or something i flew down to new zealand <laughs> that's, wow. a, that's a big leap though right uh, ah, but did you have much confidence in the in, i guess but, he must have but the idea done like it seemed so obvious that it sure. would work because uh at the time like d2 was quite old then and mm-hmm. there was some other games that kind of tried to do something similar but to us as gamers it was kind of obvious we thought at right. least why mm-hmm. they like didn't quite get about that formula right. that would work so well mm-hmm. and well we figured like that how hard can it be to make a game even though none <laughs> of us had <laughs> made anything no before ever made a game <laughs> wow um and so you flew down and then just started working, or uh, was there a point at which you're like, uh, maybe this was not a great idea, this is, or or it was just smooth sailing from day one? Well, it it was just working on fun things. Okay. So it's not really. Like, at least I didn't think much about any like failure or anything mm-hmm. because it was like it's fun to make anyway. Sure. So. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And also, it probably helped to be a bit naive about how much time it would take. Mm-hmm. Like, we th- thought it would be, like, one or two years or something in the beginning. <laughs> <Yeah>. But we <laughs> also right. thought the scope would be a lot smaller. Mm. So. Mm. Well, I'm, I'm just curious. You, when you said the scope was going to be a lot smaller, uh, how small are we talking? Because, I mean, right now, Path of Exile is a very... Uh, complex game uh I, I used the word baroque when i described it to my girlfriend um like two weeks ago um uh i guess at what point like early on what did you guys picture for path of exile did you always have like the giant complicated skill tree and the the gem system were they all uh, pretty the well solidified gem, that probably came in like half a year or year after probably mm-hmm. well it was very much of a okay let's just start and do some cool stuff mm-hmm. and like yeah we <laughs> it wasn't really it didn't have a clear plan right like that it wasn't was, there was no design doc uh there, the there was at some point but that was still quite far so, in yeah mm. yeah so it's more like um like i remember the very beginning where you like you just had this like square map where like a zombie can walk around, <laughs> or rather the box that's sliding around. Yeah, I, I saw um, there's, there's some screenshots <laughs> floating around. Yeah, yeah, Chris that. put some screenshots on the on the forums like a year or two ago of that. 
That's pretty incredible. The history. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've seen the Asteroids version of Path of Exile. I don't know oh, yeah. I've seen the was, box version. That was really cool, too. Yeah. Like, uh, we have projectiles and they're like playing <laughs> around. Wow. Were you looking at it and you're like, yeah, about another year or two. I <laughs> yeah. We're almost yeah. done. It's got graphics. What else do you need? <laughs> the graphics are in. The graphics are done. Uh, that's really cool. So I'll, I'll move on to uh, another Reddit question. Uh, this is from Reddit user Icons, E-I-K-O-N-S. This is really interesting because we talked about a game a couple weeks ago after E3. Uh, and this dude worked on one of them that we talked about. So his question is, hey, Eric, I recently worked at Guerrilla Games uh, they worked on Horizon Zero Dawn. That's the game. I don't know if you've seen the trailer. It's um, robot, robot dinosaurs. It's <laughs> the best way to describe it is robot dinosaurs. It has like a bow, like a hunter bow yes. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's exactly the one. Oh, okay. And yeah. She runs through the like bushes and then fights a robot with a rope. A robot dinosaur. Ro- robot dinosaur. Oh. Sorry, robot dinosaur oh, with a rope. Oh, okay. Yeah. My bad. <laughs> Didn't want to yeah. get it from. Um, so he's he's asking. I wonder what kind of our pipeline you guys have. He says, uh, I have a hard time pointing out, pointing at any object in our game trailer and saying, I made this because another seven people, both in-house and outsourcing, have worked on it as well. Uh, what's the autonomy sense of ownership like for GGG artists? Uh, oh, well, I guess that question is a bit for Savin and Blake That's too, true, yeah. but I assume that we are still relatively small i would think compared to their company that mm-hmm. looked pretty triple a which yeah, would be, like um, the smaller you real pretty the smaller <laughs> the company are like the more fully you work on the same asset mm-hmm. i can imagine mm-hmm. but um, well i don't know personally i don't really mind like just doing like a little part here mm-hmm. and there and because you yourself well, do a lot of the texturing uh yeah well historically yeah at least uh yeah now with darian taking over a little bit with the textures at oh, least yeah, yeah but yeah well i guess it is cool to have something you can point at being mm-hmm. your mm. own but well i don't know what what do you guys think, Blake and Seven? Do you do you like, for example, if like with the mining tile set that mm-hmm. you did, pretty much mostly you? Um, is that yeah? Like yeah. that's mostly me. Dar- Darren did some stuff as well uh, later on, but um, like I was saying, like you basically gave me those uh, textures though, and we're like. Make a make a dungeon using these textures. Oh yeah, we, and then I sort of yeah, and I just because we got such a huge giant texture library, I, I kind of almost never really need to make new textures myself. Um, so I just use that, and then yeah, make the the tiles using using those textures. Oh yeah, we yeah that one we looked at the other day actually. It yeah had this one kind of little small kind of <laughs> shitty concept and then it oh yeah gets built oh yeah that's right the, yeah yeah to an entire title set yeah like we finally we finally closed the um make the mines issue from when was that opened uh oh man it was like a year must have been uh, was it? It was almost, almost probably two years yeah think. and the um yeah there was a there was a concept image of like these like really straight walls and 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 stuff and it just says make a basically says make make a dungeon oh yeah so that, like this. that's our like internal <laughs> issue tracker yeah where you yeah you can assign tasks to each other and like mark mm. it as resolved or like mm-hmm. it's it's so. used to keep track of what everyone's doing and keep everyone relatively on task and and yeah also to provide a really easy path for our quality assurance people to check everything yeah and issues there can range from like there's some little glitch in this uh, little material thing here mm-hmm. or make this tile set like <laughs> yeah, yeah. For, yeah. yeah it's or like <laughs> make I don't know uh, act for town for some yeah. for example which <laughs> would take uh, like artists months. like we really do get <laughs> oh the giant tasks like yeah. I, I talked to some programmers and they're like oh yeah I just finished like 10 tasks today and I'm like whoa man I've got like three tasks that are like make the aqueducts and make the mines <laughs> yeah it's so funny when I hear you got, you had like two tasks and yeah. I was like whatever I do two tasks every morning and it's like 
fix a typo i can do that yeah no problem done and you're like i have to design all of the art for an entire area and it takes eight months (laughs) it's just insane um i guess i i guess a really good example that i can think of for um our sort of pipeline was the uh steampunk portals do you remember those yeah that went from you you gave me that issue and then i i modeled them and then i sent that on then to um the animators who then animated it and then they sent that on to um the effects artist who then added all the effects and that was like a really nice like pipeline that we uh <laughs> oh, yeah you know, we went through like several people instead yeah. of just one person kind of working on on it themselves theoretically that should happen with anything that animates yeah. though right <laughs> well i mean it, it does but like that was just like you know a, a clean sort of right that was that was a really clean example yeah that was a clean example instead exactly of, in order normally there's a lot of back and forth right. you know yeah. where that was just like bang 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 mm-hmm. and then it was it was done and it looked great cool yeah <laughs> yeah i feel like you may be a little sad that that's the exception rather than the rule well, no, no, no. <laughs> i don't know um uh i i as a designer uh i think we pretty much get a sense of ownership over a lot of the stuff that we do um like almost all of the skills were made basically by rory and one or two programmers and most of the uniques were done by myself and a, and a programmer or two. And then the art, of course, is done by someone. And it's just usually one person does the art, and then one person does the design, and one person does the programming. And so we each have ownership over that step of the process. Um, but I don't think there are many – well, I guess for broader systems like the leagues, they go through a lot of people and a lot of hands touch them. But um, I don't think it's it's quite like what a AAA – studio where like you know one person does the naming of an item and one person does the stats and one person can like jiggers with those stats and 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 gets them all polished out and then one person does the art and then one person fixes up the art and you know (laughs) um it's all it's all pretty self-contained um here's another question from uh alt f4 core on reddit uh, which artist's work inspires you the most? Um, well, there's quite a few. Like, um, well, to be specific for Path of Exile, you would have like um, H.P. Lovecraft, mm-hmm. not not an artist in that sense, sure. but a writer, and mm-hmm. like Robert E. H- uh, Howard, which. Um, is the Conan universe, mm-hmm. yeah. and then uh, Mike Mignola, like the Hellboy universe. Okay, that's mm-hmm. awesome. And uh, there's an artist, guys, like Simon Bisley, would be probably the artist that kind of got me into a lot of drawing, like early at when I was young. So but that's he a uh, he, he did comics for like 2000 AD like uh, Slain okay uh, Lobo that kind of thing uh, uh, I I haven't heard of any of them <laughs> but uh, my, my comic knowledge is super <laughs> lacking and I look at Blake and Severn and they look also I'm sorry yeah. I know also, X-Men okay yeah did he do X-Men <laughs> <laughs> no I don't I don't think so no, no X-Men okay but well, so, uh, otherwise there's also uh, you might find people, People like Bixinski, which is a I think we might have painter. discussed him on the podcast before. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah his, his art is like, his, he's the guy um, that said he paints his dreams, right? Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's got a he, very dark history. Yeah. <laughs> and um, Wayne Barlow is another one of those mm-hmm. um, really dark, kind of awesome artists. I definitely, when I first started playing Path of Exile, I, I had already known about Bixinski. And then I came across the city of Sarn. And the undying in there, and I was like, "Those are Bexinski monsters. <laughs> that's the that's that's the dude in that one thing." And then um, I started seeing a lot of the other influences in there. Um, I feel like, especially in in Act Three, Bexinski comes across really strongly. Do you feel like there are, are there specific artists for specific areas that you would necessarily cite, or like, or even? I think Bexinski is probably pretty the most uh, obvious one. Yeah, or? especially even in the mines. I think there's a lot of Bexinski influence uh, yeah. in there. Yeah, for um, sure. 
I think maybe are there any other areas in the game where you'd say a specific artist or a specific theme is is heavily influential? Hmm. This is the kind of thing. Uh, if I had time to think about it, there would probably sure. be like specific examples yeah. I could point out. But uh, there's some like Wayne Barlow lava levels, I guess, for Calm, maybe. Mm-hmm. Okay, that, that's the only one I can think of, like off the off the bat. Wayne Barlow. I'll have to Google him later. Does anybody know Wayne Barlow? Wayne Barlow. Wayne Barlow. I'm just gonna keep saying his name. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll find a. We'll put a link on Facebook, maybe. Um, our Facebook page, by the way, if you want to see that link, is Facebook. Like he looks surprisingly happy. Slash. I, I'm just. I'm just wondering if I should just like Google Wayne <laughs> While Blake, no, not like mid podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that's an appropriate time, right? Um, all right. Uh, here's another question from uh, Reddit user Remib R E M M I B. Eric, how come you guys do not take more advantage of taking our money? When new skills are released, they should always have an alternate MTX available for purchase. Don't wait until half a year or more later to release an alternate look. Strike while the iron is hot. That's uh, some advice yeah. from Reddit. Yeah, well, the kind of simple and boring answer there would be that it's very, very busy with other things too. Mm-hmm. And um, adding alternate skill effects like that would be like it's it's tough to prioritize that when we're just struggling to get the last malachi <laughs> boss effects in uh-huh. you see what i mean yeah, like yeah it's just always so much other right. stuff to do and it's it's kind of easy to prioritize the things that go into the actual game because that's pretty uh, important. If, if the game is awesome then People will buy stuff, I would like to hope, but mm-hmm. if we have lots of MTX and the game is kind of shitty, then yeah. I don't know. Maybe we're, it could be balanced slightly different, but I don't know. It's it's tricky. The impression I always got, even from before I started working here, was um, the, the grinding gear philosophy as far as money making goes is provide a really good product and people will find a way to support it financially. Um, And that's basically like they're just their gratitude. Um, Yeah. It's like if you, if you prioritize the game really high and like make that really awesome, then yeah, if you manage to do that well, then the rest should kind of follow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Here's another one from comrade black. Uh, what will the art department be focusing on once the Act 4 assets are finalized? And then the, he's got a separate question, which I'll ask in a second. But what, what's the oh. art team doing now? Well, there's there's a little bit of kind of hangover, you could say, where you fix up things right. that you would like to have finished. Things are pretty much 95% good, and then there's that 5% of polish that can continue to yeah, go on. The, Unfortunately, that 5% of polish often takes more than 5% of the time. Right. Well, that's almost a rule. Like Blake mentioned, uh, sorry to interrupt, Blake mentioned, um, like I think last week even, that he was playing through the beach area and noticed something that was a little bit askew that he wanted to fix up. The beach area? Yeah, or the starting beach area. I don't know, you said you were playing... Forest, maybe? Oh, no. um, No, no, I already fixed that up. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. But there was a thing. But yeah, there was, was a, there was a, a long, thing, long, long time after. There was a thing after. I saw. Yeah, like a year after it had been put in, I was yeah. like, "Oh, I see something that I should fix." And then I just went and fixed it because it was only like a few minutes to fix. Right. Yeah. But that's that's some polish that happens way, way, way after the fact. Yeah. Yep. I'm sorry. So, what were you saying? Um, yeah, there's there's always some old things that mm-hmm. you re- see when you play mm-hmm. through that you want to fix up. Now I kind of forgot the question. So, uh, <laughs> My bad. Uh, it was uh, what were the art oh, what we're working on? Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, we already started a little bit on coming expansions. <gasps> Is this an, an official announcement? I'm not, not not giving any more Exclusive. details there. <laughs> so but yeah, obviously we're working on more stuff and more additions to the game. More Path of Exile confirmed. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> you heard it here first. This is, we, we got the scoop IGN. Suck it. <laughs> um, that's very cool. So the, uh, Comer Black also had another question, which was, what uniques are your favorite in terms of either design or gameplay? Um, the My favorite unique would probably be Tabula Rasa, mm-hmm. just because of all the how all the parts are kind of perfect in a sense. Mm-hmm. Like it has a very impactful game mechanic connection and it has a strong kind of like the phrase tabula rasa is a very kind of historically mm-hmm. meaningful thing. Mm-hmm. And also the fact that it has no flavor text. So it's all like all parts are kind of making the other parts stronger and right. it's just very interesting. So that's that's usually the unique I use as an example. I really like that. Of something well. that's good. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, lately, Ventor's Gamble was really cool. Ventor's Gamble thought. is great. And that's, I guess, a little bit similar to Tabula Rasa in the way that it really takes advantage to another part of the game, mm-hmm. like the Divine Orb thing. Mm-hmm. Like it just, yeah. And yeah. it's... It, I think it's a very inspiring item because you get these long discussions and mm. Reddit threads about it. So there was obvi- a, a obviously it's very interesting to people. Yeah, the, uh, that the response there sort of surprised me. People really started to obsess over that item. And yeah, making were made and yeah, tools to, for to, like <laughs> to, to roll the oh, item. Wow. And I know I I personally rolled that thing like a couple thousand <laughs> times. Was Even, it something like? Uh, two million or twenty-four million it's divine orbs or something on average on to get the perfect. Uh, <laughs> I think I think oh I worked God. out on average it was going to be like four point two billion. A billion. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So it'll be a while. <laughs> Hopefully, um, that was a fun one to work on. Um, here's here's a question from Nero Noah. What can we expect from uh, the art style of the game in the future? And what are your? Well, we've already talked about some of your inspirations, but we can talk about this more if you want. Um, so what can we expect from the art style of the game in the future? Is it going to continue to be very sort of dark and, and Lovecraftian and Bekstinsky? And uh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, of course. Uh, well, in general, the like as the company is growing, we can just do more and cooler stuff. Mm-hmm. So you can get like less generic and like more just cool well if you just compare act 4 compared to one of the early things we made then like it's just more specialist and more Mm -hmm. kind of cool and like you get more like awesome death effects on the monsters that we couldn't really do in the beginning of the game and like yeah so just in general it will be like we can actually do the cool stuff that was only like a dream in the beginning, mm-hmm. you could say. Yeah, I mean, it. I think we we've talked about this before. The uh, the the difference even in, in in polishing quality between the first act and the fourth act is ridiculous. I mean, the first act is. <clears throat> um, my my first experience of the game was being shown a demo like probably about a year before closed beta came out. And um, and I thought it looked really cool then, uh, mostly because it had really nice ground textures. And I remember thinking, man. I made those. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I remember just thinking like, this is like very dark, you know? And, 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 and like I had played Titan Quest, but I hadn't really played much Diablo 2. And so it looked striking to me. Um, before that, even Act 1 would look quite different now i imagine yeah it, it looked even once i actually started playing it, it looked even better um because i think back then i i mean i i had a look at some of the old trailers uh that i think you even gave me way back when and uh they were c- kind of ugly compared to <laughs> what it looks like now but now i mean you look at you, you play through the starting beach and it, it's um the lightning's going off and it's really atmospheric and and it's, it's you know it's got a really nice style but then you get deeper into the game and you, and then you when you go back to act one it's like oh man i can't wait to go back to act four <laughs> the texture isn't like dried lake are ridiculous mm-hmm. 
Um, so I'm I'm always excited just because of the visual leap that each act seems to make. Yeah, we we also of course try to like put new stuff in the earlier mm-hmm. acts too, like um, well, like parasite example, crabs. The, yeah, the the crab monsters yeah. and well, even the the cannibals got an update. That's true. That was quite a long time ago now. But the the souls leaving the body. Yeah, that that, that, that kind of thing. That is a great effect. I love that thing. Um, so here's a question from lol fetus uh is ggg's eric olafson the same eric olafson who's done uh a lot of metal cover artwork i censored it a little bit uh this would be mind-blowing would blow my mind have you done any metal cover art uh unfortunately not i wish i had i'll have to look that up sorry afterwards to see what it is yeah we're gonna Maybe you post a link. Probably not. <laughs> probably, probably won't post <laughs> to somebody <a> link. else. <laughs> check out this other dude's artwork. Um, <laughs> if you like Eric, check out Eric. He's completely different. Um, here's one from I Am Rov. How do you usually get ideas for the items in game? You designed a lot oh. of the uniques that are currently. Oh, uh, 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 yeah, the early, the early uniques. Was... Even a lot of the ones that came out recently have have their roots in, in a lot of your designs. Oh, just because it's things that's kind of been in the pipeline yeah. for five years or yeah, something like super, that. Yeah, for a super, super long time. Yeah, well, it's... I don't think you can point to a single source like that. Mm-hmm. It's more like you get inspired by everything around you, I would say. Yeah, it's... I guess it, that's kind of similar to the... like inspiration question that you often get which is yeah there isn't really an easy answer there if Mm -hmm. there was then it wouldn't wouldn't be a problem for people to just keep hitting that one source over and over and over again um I, i got a question um do you remember what your first unique you made was oh i don't remember exactly but there's Stuff like Redbeak, for example, was a really early one mm-hmm. that got in. And uh, yeah, there's a bunch of those low level ones like Karui Ward or mm-hmm. like Calm Sign. Sign is like the very first unique when you when you open up our, our tool. To oh, it is stuff. the first one? It's the there. very first one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. That one was kind of from before there was really a story about comb mm-hmm. even wow okay i think yeah is there a lion on that ring's art i think there is yeah so it's, it's funny we've had a lot of comments we we changed the user interface on path of exile with this expansion and uh previously there's been a lot of controversy about the user interface changes and uh i i found the controversy about the current change funny and strange and uh at times annoying <laughs> um a lot of people don't like the skulls and then independently of that a lot of people don't like the lion and they don't see the relationship with the skulls and the lion to the game um but i think it's one of those situations where m- players don't often look at the game from a like aesthetic or storyline point of view they're they're often playing through the game just because it's a sweet loot-filled action RPG, um, but Calm, who has been a, a main character for you know as long as I I know of, um, he's got a bunch of skulls around his waist attached to his belt because he was a headhunter, right? Uh, he yeah. Uh, so that's the skulls, and then also there's a lion, and the Calm's ring has a lion on it. I'm pretty sure, and then. Calm's main rival for a lot of the storyline was Lion Eye. Who yeah, there's there's lions in quite a few places um, in the game. Like even in Dressos Arena, there's lots true. of lions. Yeah, and Lion Eye and mm-hmm. yeah, the Calm um, Ka- and Lion Eye. That fight is of course like for anyone that's read the comic, that's kind of a big, a big showdown, big, big thing there. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I I always find sort of people's 
nitpicking is always interesting because it provides insight into sort of what what mm. it is that they're actually looking for. People yeah. also had problems with the naked ladies on the well, the topless ladies on the the other UI. What what was the problem? I, a lot of the people's problems is that <laughs> we removed them. Apparently, by removing it, we've we've committed a, a heinous sin. Oh yeah, but that there with the UI too, it's like it's partly to create something new and fresh there. Mm-hmm. And with the latest, that was from back in the time when uh, Piety was the last boss, and you had uh, like all the torture and stuff going on there. Mm-hmm. So it was meant to be tied to that. Mm. But now that's like well, almost in the middle of the game. So yeah. Oh, well, sort of. She keeps popping up. <laughs> yeah. Is yeah. Literally all over the place. <laughs> Very good. So. But yeah, Lunaris at least. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, so in a way the UI got updated to be more kind of in line with the story how mm-hmm. it currently is, I would say. But uh and uh, another point with the UI too is like in a way it's 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 kind of good that people get emotional and invested in it. It kind of shows that people care. Yeah. Even though they <laughs> might not necessarily agree right. with everything. They're passionate about, about yeah, the game. Yeah. So it's passionate enough to be vocal and, and have an yeah. opinion. Yeah. And that's that's quite awesome. Yeah. I wonder um wonder if you can answer this or if you've even thought of it, but um with this new like UI change, does that sort of open up the gate to um, microtransaction UIs? We have discussed that a little bit in the past, and well, it's certainly possible. It There's no like timeline for that or anything. Yeah. And yeah, again, because there's so many other things to to do. So mm-hmm. like, and it is, it is a lot of work I saw to, to, to make those like I saw um, Jason working on that for it seemed like quite a while Jason's one of our 2D artists yeah just for our listeners yeah it can take can take quite a while well the current one is like yeah, all the fine detail yeah it's, it's pretty ridiculous when you have a <laughs> when you have a close look it's, it's pretty insane um, yeah it's almost a shame that it gets scaled down for most people mm. because it's made for I think the native resolution would be 2560 times 1600 oh, or something okay. like that. Yeah. Then you would see it in like one-to-one wow. okay. ratio. Yeah, I really like the, the new UI. So, haters out there, shut up. <laughs> the new UI the rules. Um, here's a, another question from uh, Nithriok. Nithriok, N-I-T-H-R-Y-O-K. We're we're asking your question right now. Um, what was your favorite art piece to make, or piece of art specifically? Is there anything that you've worked on in the game that you just adore? Oh, um, single things like that. I can. Well, I guess I can say that ground textures is something that. Is especially warm to my heart, okay. I guess, uh, which is a bit odd. Most people kind of want to do flashy characters right. or uh, like boss monsters, uh-huh. but I'm kind of I quite like those small details. I've I've mentioned before on the podcast that the dried lake, the I think it's a second area in Act Four, has the coolest textures, like the. The rocks and stuff in there. Oh yeah, that that one uses this um, interesting like 3D scanning technique. Okay. So that would be some real rocks somewhere where um, someone would have taken photos all around it, and mm-hmm. then you put it into this computation thing, and it spits wow. out an actual model. I think we might have talked about the the technique. A yeah, while a little ago. bit. Um, photogrammetry. Yeah. Yeah. Those rocks are awesome. Uh, are we are we still using um Wang textures? I remember that used to be a thing <laughs> like early on. Yeah, Wang. Uh, we we actually aren't anymore. Yeah. Just because, well, now we have textures that are large enough to, if you blend between them, you don't really see the repeating thing. So, 
yeah, it was kind of solved by that instead. Right. What are Wang textures for those of us, i.e. me, who don't know? <laughs> Use your imagination. That's <laughs> uh, <laughs> not. <laughs> oh, it's, uh, it's a bit tricky to explain, but basically a texture that is tileable within itself. So it can use different parts in the texture so that you don't get a very obvious repetition. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, sort of scrambles yeah, it, it a little it, bit? Yes, it kind of scrambles. It's That's very cool. hard to explain without actually showing anything. Right. I think there's a really, really old dev diary about it even. I uh, but this would be like out. six years old or yeah. something. I've, I've seen a really, really old dev diary about um, the normal maps or something about getting the lighting on the on the 2D textures to look 3D how you guys did that was that you doing that Steven? it might have been if it's about sort of the re-apologizing of characters that might have been me maybe I think it was about the prison textures specifically it's I don't most know most likely you then <laughs> right hmm. maybe it must have been very old. It was it was so, super old. I, I remember going, this is really interesting. And I scrolled to the top. I was like, 2009? What? <laughs> oh, maybe not 2009. It was it was old. Um, uh, that that guy that asked that question is the dude that sent the cake. Oh, oh my God. Well, we have another question for him. You get to double. We actually... Uh, oh, here's here's a second part. For, he's got three parts here. And we're going to ask all of them because of cake. Yeah. Did you see the cake, by the way, Eric? There was a cake well, that got sent to the office yesterday. Well, there was... Seven cakes. Yeah, but this one had podcast uh, reference on it. Wait, but there was seven was cakes. I only saw, the, I only saw the one. Yesterday? <laughs> yeah, it's like... <laughs> what? They are just standing there waiting for oh my God. for you on Monday. Oh, man. <laughs> That's exciting. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm so excited for cake tomorrow. Um, okay, so he also asks, um, what art asset was the most time-consuming to make? Is there any that like really just took forever? Uh, we had hmm, that, that depends. Like, there's some of the like character classes, for example. That so the adventurer, which uh, it AKA was the called, Scion. yeah, that, yeah. that's something that was a model was made a very long time ago, and that, like it took years for it to actually get added to the game, mm-hmm. and we. Actually, did a complete redo on that as well. Wow. Okay. So I guess that that could count. Um, I know the, uh, the I think the Templar might be in the first one, or one of the first ones, and there's like all this weird stuff as a result of how early the Templar was made. Oh, it's got like yeah. a weird hand issue. Isn't he left-handed? He's left-handed. Yeah. And so. Or the left-handedness, which just causes so many problems. <laughs> Whose idea was that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think it's... Pretty sure it just happened. <laughs> really? It, it wasn't planned? I always figured it was like, here's a quirk for this character. He's, he's left-handed. He's Maybe the animator was just left-handed. <laughs> yeah, I think it was something with the... Like, the, the animation just happened to be made that way. And then it kind of builds on, like... You make more and more animations mm-hmm. where he is left-handed, and then you get kind of to a point of no turning back. Yeah, because it would take <laughs> now, so much. Now everything's left-handed. So much to remake everything, yeah. and then you like it just builds and builds and becomes more and more impossible to change it. So, for those who who haven't heard any of these stories before, the the Templar's left-handedness causes all sorts of issues, where weapons will face the wrong way around, or will flip around in his hand. Uh, I think shields had some weird stuff going on, where I think. When he did certain things, the shield would flip around like crazy. Um, Templar's got some serious joint issues. Um, I know he's pretty old. He's pretty old. He's got like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the video game equivalent of arthritis. Um, so Nithriok asks one more question, which is, what art, asset, what art asset did you remake over and over because you just could not get it right? Hmm. I- that would probably be maybe the game UI is something that okay. was remade a few times. Mm-hmm. Like this is like from way, way before. Can you describe what kind of UI elements we haven't seen? 
Uh, there's probably traces of quite a few around the on the internet, mm-hmm. but well, just in general, how with the the orbs had quite a few iterations and how the where the buttons are located and mm-hmm. stuff like that. I remember a version where the middle of the passive skill tree had a cutout where it would display your character. Oh yeah, the idea that you would be able to see if some like a monster attacked you while mm-hmm. you were doing the um like your placement of skills yeah. i guess the skill tree in itself could be viewed as a piece of art that has been, <laughs> <laughs> has been iterated that, a lot on that yeah sure yeah. it's it's definitely seen a lot of reshaping um i remember seeing an early version i think this was after the window thing it just looked like a, a crazy web of of links um i mean each there were sections that had like a specific form to it but it wasn't uh, quite so formalized as it is now and i actually found out recently and you you probably know much more about this than i do um some of the decisions that went into the shape of the tree um stem from the just screen size that players use like uh i know we wanted it to be uh, when you're first allocating points, you should be able to see like the first few tiers and not really much else, so that you don't get too overwhelmed. Oh um, uh, yeah, well you do have a kind of starting area, yeah. I guess for each class. But like the the way the horizontal lines are actually spaced out has to do with screen size and stuff. That's something I heard. I might have been mistaken. Uh. I don't know the screen size specifically, but it certainly had a lot of large changes to kind of make it more viewable and to make it have kind of large memorable shapes that Mm -hmm. you can actually kind of navigate around Mm -hmm. rather than just kind of a mass of skills. A big tangle of dots. Yeah. Um, we have a question from, oh man, some of these names. Uh, oh, no, this is actually Elijah PH. That's an easy one. It's just oh, one when, name. When you, <laughs> I see why you struggled when, with that one. All right. Well, when you look at it here, have a look. It just looks like consonants and then a couple vowels. <laughs> and when it's in Reddit name form, it just looks like But it's Elijah PH asks, did you always have an artistic interest and then your interest in games caused you to choose that career? Or was it? And uh, an interesting games first that caused you to move into your current position. So, what came first, the art or the games? Hmm, that's. I would have to say that they came in parallel okay. there. I I was always the guy that was kind of sitting at the back of the class, drawing in the book mm-hmm. instead of reading, that I was supposed to do. Uh-huh. Sure. And also games. Well, as soon as it was physically possible to get to computer games, I got into that quite big mm-hmm. with like Commodore 64 and stuff like that. So Nice. It's pretty early. And it was always, um, I guess it was always kind of a dream to do like the art thing with the games, though it was quite a while before I actually thought it would be possible. But... Even the industrial design education mm-hmm. I went to was a step towards that because this was it was before there actually was proper game uh, like courses or mm-hmm. programs to go to, mm-hmm. and I had looked up like the the guy that designed all the robots for Star Wars. I can. I don't remember the name now. Maybe the Shang or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dog Shang, maybe. Um, anyway, so looking at those guys, like the concept artists for mm-hmm. those types of movies, they they were very often industrial designers just because that's the the type of thing you did back then where you like you could draw cars and stuff. Then you can like design things for movies. Right. So... That's kind of why I chose that. To that's, a, that's an interesting. I I had never really thought like 
because I guess I've grown up in an age where there are game development courses. There's a game 3D modeling course, you know, and, and yeah. But and, before and that, people had to learn how to do a thing. Yeah. <laughs> and also an wow. age where like games had art, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I guess at some point it, was, it used to just be programmers being like, let's make a, a rough stick yeah. figure. And he has a rough gun shape in his hand. And, um, we've got, we're almost out of time. Do you want to stick around and we'll take a break or, or how much time have you got, Eric? Uh, I should be fine for another half hour, maybe. Okay. We'll, 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 we'll take a quick break here and, and, um, uh, this is the end of episode 18. Surprise ending! Surprise! Um, we'll we'll be back next week in your reality, but in like five minutes in our reality for a, a shorter but also el- elucidating episode. Um, if you want to ask some questions, we'll have more guests on in the future. You can email us at frontseatquestions at gmail.com, tweet at us at frontseatcast, uh, or contact us on Facebook, facebook.com slash frontseatcast. Uh, you can send us more cake. We'll give you <laughs> an address for that. And we'll be back soon. Bye. Yeah. Did you know that Red Bull, the company that manufactures Red Bull, doesn't actually manufacture It's just a marketing company. So, but like the actual Red Bull company. Doesn't make anything. It's fascinating.